The following is rated S for spoilers. What makes it the best? Wherever you are, there's a Whataburger. Yeah, it's always right there. Okay, and then when you get there, what do you like about it? What do you get? Yeah. Whatever you want. You could order whatever you want, Ben. Right, but there are a lot of places like that. So let's say <clears throat> there's a McDonald's, a Burger King, a Sonic, and a Whataburger all lined up. Which one do you go to? Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Hangover. My name is Alex. My name is Graham. And today we are discussing BJ Novak's uh, feature debut, Vengeance. Yeah. Pretty uh pretty intense title. It was, and a little a part of me was just like, eh, like holding up to it, like it just, you know, when when I like saw the trailer and stuff, but dude, it holds up to its name. It was, it was yeah. good. It was, it, it was solid. It's, I mean, it's got an eighty percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, an eighty-six percent audience score, seven point three on IMDb, and a three point six on Letterboxd. I feel like so that's not, pretty good. Not too bad. Yeah, not yeah. too bad. Graham, what, what were your thoughts on Vengeance? I, I really liked it. I don't know. I, I honestly, for some reason, thought this was going to be a lot more like. Not, I guess not horror based, but a little more like jump scare, a little more intense than it was. Um, this definitely had way more like kind of heart to heart, love you, feel good in it, which I kind of liked. I don't know. It was like fresh. It was a little fun to it in some areas, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't but, describe this as a feel good movie, but not, but, but no, I, 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 like I see I'm what you're some, saying. Some areas. Yeah. I some areas definitely were. And that's, I think that's what surprised me. Um, overall dude i thought it was good i liked yeah. it a lot yeah it was definitely surprising i'm always skeptical when you know people are making their debuts mm-hmm. uh especially like moving from something like tv to to features i feel like sometimes i don't know people think that they know more than mm-hmm. they do and nothing translates uh, like they wanted to yeah i mean it, it, it's sure it's a lot of the same principles but with tv you have six to 20 plus episodes to develop right. a story a movie you have in this case, two hours. Not, I, I think the official runtime is like an hour forty-three or something. So yeah. you have like a hundred minutes. Uh, and yeah, I thought BJ BJ Novak did a fantastic job. Dude, he killed it. Um, the first time I saw it, uh, there was like they played a feature at uh, before, and it was basically just like an interview with uh, Novak, and he was talking about you know the inspirations for the film and you know why why he did things the way he did. And one of the things that really stuck out to me, and I don't think I've would have ever noticed, but like, it's definitely something that I'm like going to think about in the future. And he was mm-hmm. talking about how, when he was writing for the office, uh, very early on, he gave Steve Carell, um, just a bunch of pages of jokes to do because that, that was his job. He was, yeah. he was a writer. He's supposed to write jokes for a comedy show. Um, and Steve Carell was just like, what is this? And he's like, Oh, these are, these are some jokes, you know, use them, don't use them, whatever. And he's like, yeah, but like, these are just jokes. And he, BJ Beck was like, yeah, that's, that's my job to write <laughs> jokes. And Steve Carell said, yes, but like it, saying a joke for the sake of saying a joke doesn't mean anything. Like the, the joke is funny and the joke is effective if it's actually a part of the of character the and of the story yeah. and like what's going on. Like the joke should still be pushing the story mm-hmm. forward. And that changes whole perspective on comedy. And I feel like you could really, I, and I think because of that, I especially noticed it in this film, like none of the jokes seemed like they were just there as funny moments. They all felt natural yeah, and they were a part of, you know, what was going on. Like I feel like with a lot of comedies, you have situations that are designed to build up to a joke or mm-hmm. to, you know, whatever. Uh, whereas with this, it was all story first. And then yep. like the jokes were just naturally, it just flowed in yes. perfectly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I thought, like, yeah, and deliveries across the board were fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, I, this very this could have very easily been um, just a corny, let's make fun of Texas and <laughs> podcast culture and everything. Uh, and that's kind of what it still was. I was that's what I thought it was going to be. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's definitely elements of it. But, like, I feel like if any other comic was gonna if someone else took this premise and said I'm gonna make a comedy mm-hmm. um like I feel like it would have been let's make Texas people dumb and idiots. Whereas here like 
they're not like they they're smart like throughout the entire film like bj novak is the one who's the idiot and who yeah. doesn't fit in um and sure from our perspective i guess some of the things and traditions they have are odd but like i mean ashton kutcher goes on a whole thing about like these guys are all really smart but like they've got nothing to do so mm-hmm. naturally things yeah. just kind of like i don't know it never felt like they were making fun of people from texas yeah if that makes sense at least to me um I think across the board, like acting in this movie was oh, it was, it was solid, fantastic. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's a very large cast. Uh, just a few I picked out: B.J. Novak, of course, uh, who also mm-hmm. wrote and directed. Uh, Boyd Holbrook, Issa Rae, and Ashton Kutcher all did fantastic jobs. Yeah, I was gonna say honestly, like, Ashton Kutcher, like he was like really good. Mm-hmm. I like, I honestly don't think I've seen much with him in it. And then to see this, I was just like, dude, was like intense kind of intimidating mm-hmm. stuff but like he was a solid he played his role really well yeah yeah he was i mean i don't know just a little off topic but like did you did you have any inclination that he was the one behind the murder honestly no okay it it i mean like the minute he showed up on screen at like the party at the end yeah i was like oh Gotcha, gotcha. The the minute he started talking, mm-hmm. I was like, "This guy is way too smart. He's a, this is the smartest guy here." And yeah. if he wasn't the murderer, his role in the movie would have been really odd mm-hmm. because he kind of shows up at the end of at the beginning of the second act and just mm-hmm. like philosophy and yeah. then <laughs> which like if anything like he was definitely like way smarter and like the way uh-huh. he like had his like record business and all of his little spiels spiels and like speeches and his like motivational like gotchas like i just figured like he's just making money off off the people out here like he's a smart one in the dumb area kind of a thing right really didn't take him for like the murder I mean, at the end or well, and i mean he, he i mean he didn't, he didn't murder did murder i don't know right it's line. it's kind of like i mean that's what he was saying at the end like yeah like i didn't t- I, leaving someone to die and actually killing them is two different things right which, uh, technically, I mean, we're we're, we're eh. really cutting hairs at that point. It's a really fine gray line that we are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like when I saw it, like I was like, I'm not gonna say I knew 100 percent for mm-hmm. a fact that he was the murderer, but I was like, okay, he's yeah, he's an interesting character. Like mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling that that's the guy, but I didn't really, I didn't, uh, I I didn't like really feel like 100 percent that yes that he is until obviously like he he checks the phone and sees that she was talking to someone named mm-hmm. ben and i was like okay it's definitely ashton kutcher and then he and then so he you got that up. from the texts when yeah whenever he was looking at the text messages mm-hmm. and he he called the number i was like okay who i mean who else did she have a relationship with other other That's other than true. the drug lord who wasn't there right like so right. someone w- was there and left her so clearly i don't yeah. know that's when I caught on. Uh, yeah. Well, I was like reading through the text, especially expecting to see like, to hear like a catchphrase or see something. And stuff. And like maybe like the 100% kind of let off, but I didn't really. Well, and that's the thing though, from- that again, like watching it the second time, like mm-hmm. you notice just how brilliant, how much thought was put into every aspect of it, you know, mm-hmm. cause with that, like there's lines where they talk like, right when they first meet, um, Ashton Kutcher mentions how he went to school very close for BJ Novak went to school. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they, they have that connection. So they would right. s- have similar lingo. BJ Novak true. says 100% in Texas and no one say, knows what, like, they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. I don't know what that means. Like, yeah. So there's, yeah, there was lots of, it was extremely subtle, but mm-hmm. it was, it was definitely there. Yeah. Um, and even just like throughout the movie, I think this is one of the, the few times I've actually noticed, uh, like set design, um, and how much effort was put into hiding clues in the mm-hmm. set design. Uh, when he first goes into her room, you see the the Whataburger numbers with the passcode. That, that's yep. on the shelf. You see a stack of Harry Potter books, yep. and you don't really know why it's being emphasized yeah. until... But when it was brought up, like immediately it clicked, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. Um, or, I mean, second time, again, I watched it, I noticed that Ashton Kutcher is the only one in this super random mm-hmm. broken downtown who like lives in a mansion and he wears nice clothes and he has nice cars and yeah. all of his stuff is like super nice. He has fountains in the backyard. Like this guy's getting a lot of money from somewhere. Right. <laughs> like you can only get from drugs. Like it was, 
it was all there the entire time. <laughs> well, yeah, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. There was so much effort, but like, I want to ask you this because I was really, I was really looking for it the second time. Okay. Trying to find an explanation. Uh, but Dove Cameron in this movie, she's like third billing on a lot of like star sheets. Uh, I think she did fine when, for like the two minutes that she's in the movie, yeah, uh, her accent was uh, threw me off. It was in the beginning, like it, it was good, but it was distracting because I know that's not that's what not she what she sounds, sounds like, like at all. Like. Right, right. Uh, what what did what do you think of her character? I I when when you see I, I saw her name come up on like the title cards as they were uh-huh. flashing through in the beginning because the intro was pretty cool. I kind of liked how that intro came through and mm-hmm. just with their conversation at the beginning, like that was really dope. And I kind of expected her because I mean she's not like she's not like an A list actor, but she's also not like you know her name, you know. So like what, coming up, I definitely thought she would have had a bigger role than what she did. Mm-hmm. I did not expect her to literally be in like four clips, and especially the coffee clip was just like I don't know if they just gave that to her because they kind of needed to give her more. I mean, time that was hilarious. What? But like, it was. It definitely. And I, I think I think that was there to like further like that divide, right? Because that that was yeah. right whenever he was starting to get into things and like. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he bought his own super fancy like, like coffee. Yeah, he was yeah, grinding uh, all his coffee beans. I was like, this guy, right? Like, so I think that was there to show the disconnect. But the thing that like threw me off is like he's in his room watching some videos, and she walks in and like shows him her phone, and it's like I, just, yeah. just delivers this really deep thing. Like my phone's cracked, and I like it because it it, show, makes, it, makes, it makes me look how I feel, and then just walks out, and it's never discussed again. No, not at all. And I was just a part of it was like. What the heck? Like that, yeah, that completely threw me off. Yeah. Her, yeah, her character just overall really made no yeah. sense. I, I mean, I even at the end, didn't really, like... And I don't know, but, like, the other thing, too, is, like, because I was really paying attention to her the second time, like, I noticed a lot of subtle things, like, uh, that with that first, when he first goes over to the house for dinner, like, A, she's 17, mm-hmm. and she's got, like, all sorts of tattoos on her arms. I saw that. She was straight up as, like... Pouring drinks and yeah, drinks yeah, and yeah, mixing. She, she they just, got wine bottles she, up. And I was she like, sits down and pours a glass of tequila. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I caught on to that. This is interesting. But, like, I don't know. Like, there was lots of... I just... I don't... I don't it's I, Texas, man. It, it's Texas, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I just... Uh, yeah. I couldn't... I didn't really understand her uh, her role. Yeah. In, no. in, in all of it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was hoping you caught on to some sort of, like, deeper meaning behind her random. I did not. The only thing I can come up with is, like... She felt bad for not telling him that Abby was a drug addict, but I was gonna say, and that too, like honestly, like when when it just like a complete flip of the switch, like they're just sitting there at dinner, and then just like she lets it out, and then they all let it out, and then they're all in the parking lot screaming and fighting, and I'm just like, homeboy, really convinced that whole family just to run with this idea and like go forward because like they all knew that she was like. Like, it wasn't a surprise to anyone in the family that she was actually, like, on drugs and that she, like, did that. Right. And I'm just like, they really, like, took this whole story and they were like, oh, she was, she might have been murdered. She was murdered. And, like, you guys are going to figure it out. This is great. Like, I don't know. Like, if I just met a dude for the first time, even if I was, like, which I don't know how I would react. Obviously, everyone would, would react different in that setting. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I would just, like, run with that, like theory or lie yeah. necessarily. I don't know. And I guess that's kind of the whole point of the movie. Of but but also, on, but. oh, I, I kind of got the vibe that it was just the siblings that knew. Um, the older siblings. I don't think, like, the the younger brother and the mom knew about it. From the, That's just the vibe that I got when she was like, hey, I don't know the whole story or whatever. Because she yeah. didn't seem, I don't know. The mom? Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, it was definitely, like... I mean, the grandma knew, but yeah. Well, she knew because she the girls, the girls told, right. right? So, like, I don't know. It, it seemed very. I didn't think it was super out there. Like, mm-hmm. it, I think it made sense for the story he was trying to tell. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, he was right the entire time. Right. Like, it it was just a way for them to get over what what had happened, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I don't know. I I thought it was a really good shift, just considering like. No, a lot of the whole point of this movie is, um, I mean, it's it's a pretty deep movie. There's a lot of points. Yeah, I shouldn't say that, but like, in terms of his character, uh, like, I mean, he he goes through and he he discovers like his humanity. Right, he's starting to realize that 
maybe things aren't just mm-hmm. all for clicks. Maybe there right. is something real here. And when he finds out that all of that was built on a lie, mm-hmm. then you start to, yeah. you know, I, I definitely understand his, his shift. His, minded, yeah. Uh, his bit of like a, a freak out blow up thing. Yeah. Wait, from, 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 from BJ Novak's point of view. Oh, 100. No, I, yeah. His, his blow up and, well, like what the hell kind of reaction was completely valid in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree with that too. Yeah. Uh, we we were talking earlier, like it's, it's almost hard to, to tell that like this is his first feature. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was really well thought out. It was really well done too. I will say um, the one, the one thing I had an issue with and it, it just, it really, really bothered me. Um, and I don't know if this is a, BJ Novak as a director decision, or if it was whoever the cinematographer was, uh, I, I really meant to look it up before we recorded, but like, I don't know what camera they shot on, uh, but it was not a low light camera. No, not at all. I was going to say every <laughs> dark shot. I feel like my iPhone could have shot any of the iPhones in their hands could have probably shot it better. Like, yeah, it was, it was yeah, it just incredibly great. grainy. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess it was usable, uh, but that's also like, I'm not going to lie. That's how, like a lot of the shots felt and looked a little different. Like anything in the the truck, like any of those shots in the truck, nothing was super stabilized. Nothing was. Yeah. I mean, it was all very seemed kind of grainy in a lot of areas too, especially when they were shooting through the windshield, which just drove me nuts. I hate, mm-hmm. hated that. But I mean, it kind of just made, I guess feel a little more real. I think some of that I, I would say was a stylistic decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the stuff in the dark, I just I can't imagine was stylistic. Like right. when everything uh, was no, nothing else has that kind of grain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah, it, it was a little destroyed. And also, I think we were at a bit of a disadvantage. Uh, it's been a while since we've we've had this segment on the show, but uh, it's not a movie theater review. Let's go. Uh, we're bringing it back say. after we, need, we really need a theme song. We're bringing it back after, I don't know, like 10 episodes or something. Yeah. Um, and really we haven't had a bad experience. All honestly, no, it's been, it's been we, pretty fair. Out yeah. We, we've had a pretty great summer, so. summer, yeah. uh, summer run. Uh, but that all ends today. <laughs> uh, I honestly contemplated like getting up and like, just be like, Hey, can we move theaters? Because, and I don't know if I would have noticed this, I don't know if I would have been so sure about this if I hadn't seen it at another theater before, mm-hmm. but like something was wrong with our projector. Like oh. it was, it was like super desaturated. Yeah. I say super, it was a saturated, like enough to where you could tell, especially yeah. in like the it was skin super tones. Noticeable. You're right. Um, and like there were shat- like little tears too. Like you could see some shine through it. Like it was, it was really weird. Yeah. It was a, yeah. Like you had to like move your head to like mm-hmm. not have, and they were all in different reflection. spots. Like there was like one straight ahead. There's one bottom left. And like, it was depending on what was actually being shot. Like I, it was really weird. Yeah. It was, it was weird. And like, there was a weird blue shift to the highlights. I don't know. Like the, mm-hmm. it, and I don't know, it kind of ruined the, uh, the actual intent behind what the film was supposed to look like. Right. Uh, and I think, I mean, the grain was definitely there in the nicer theater that I saw it in at first, but like it was not as noticeable or right. as bad as it was in this one because I mean, when it's desaturated, you can see a little more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that sucked. I'm also just going to take a second to complain uh, about the massive cup sizes, uh, dude. That I was mean, insane. If, if I'm going to pay six dollars for for a soda, then like, sure, I want like a solid amount but like a medium can't even fit like in the cup holder dude it was and huge. so like, it was at, i mean it was like literally the base of the cup was like it was huge and the the large was just taller i don't know why yeah, i mean it, it didn't but, really right. like it didn't fit and so i put it in there and then at one point i tried to grab it and i squeezed it and the lid like leaked out and so like just the entire time i just had like little drips of soda like fall down every time i tried to take a sip it was it it, it was a little rough but you yeah. know what uh it's it's fine. It's fine. Support your local theaters. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the things I loved about this was the way it implemented podcasts into the style and the storytelling. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I mean, podcasts are, are in, it's an audio format. Right. I mean, sure. Like we have a video, but like, that's not, that's not the focus, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, even our show, like, yeah, I, we get, hundreds of percents more 
viewers on on audio streaming than we do right. on video. Uh, but like the way it was able to use that and like create montages that you would hear in that kind of style yep. of a podcast, but then also visually pair it with the right. screen was so cool. It was really dope. And even even the score was literally just podcast music. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, really great. Just like if you like murder mystery, like kind of like cold case, like mm-hmm. that's I mean that's really what the movie this, is. This kind isn't of built true crime, it. but like right, but it had that same feel, is. and that's yeah. that's the way it was like narrated, and the way his like a voice was coming off while he was recording. Like it was, yeah, it was it was cool. I liked how yeah, it kind of stylistically. I think this movie was. I think that's where it really shines for me. Mm-hmm. Is like just stylistically, it was very different. Right. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like. I. I I really liked the movie. Yeah. It seemed like you did too. I, like, I really did too a lot. Like this, honestly, like, and I feel like recently too, because we've like, we really stepped away just from like the superhero content. Granted, there hasn't really Not, been much recently. I mean, I mean we did, I, here's the thing. Like whenever we do have like a Marvel project, yeah, it, the episodes always line <laughs> out. So we do like three in a row. Like, I was going to say it ends just up being coincidentally. Just of, like yeah. we did Doctor Strange one week and the next week we did Moon Knight and then yeah. uh, Thor came out and the next week you did Miss Marvel. Marvel. And right. it's not like, it's just how they have their schedule. Yeah, uh, no. And it works. It works for us too. But like this kind of had the same feeling as Nope. Like it was so fresh and it was so dope. I enjoyed it a lot. Like it just, it was totally different than what I'm normally like trying to get into theaters to see like right as it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, yeah, super fun. I liked it a lot and it just... Yeah, it honestly, I was watching it and I was like, dude, like I wish I had a podcast, bro. Guess what we're recording? Like, part of me literally was like, man, I love like that's <laughs> so cool. Like, guess where we're at? Look, look at us. <laughs> look at what we're doing. Yeah, it's funny I'm that really made it. it's funny that you mentioned, uh, you know, how this isn't a Marvel movie and how this is kind of original. It's almost like you you, you read ahead and you you looked at the show notes uh, because we're we're talking more about like how movies today just like don't always seem to like they're just kind of there you know you have like these big action blockbusters whatever but like Mm -hmm. this is a movie that like actually like has something to say like there's actually like weight to this we're gonna dive into that a little deeper in our next segment so uh so stay tuned And we are back talking BJ Novak and Vengeance. Vengeance. Uh, so this was a movie. It was a pretty good movie. Honestly. It, it was It was a pretty good movie. Uh, and you know, and I mean, we kind of just, we, 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 t- we kind of introduced this last segment like mm-hmm. 30 seconds ago. Uh, this is not like a, you walk out of the theater and then you just like forget everything about it. No. <laughs> Not at all. Like, this is one of those movies where, like, when you walk out, like, you kind of have to think about it for a minute. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. Yeah. And honestly, here's the thing. It was, it was a pretty... I honestly thought it was, it was pretty well paced. And mm-hmm. for as much as they did of, like, you got to talk to this guy. This guy's got this, this guy. I got to talk to this guy. I think it was this guy. And bouncing between person to person and law enforcement to law enforcement and things like that. Like, it wasn't hard to follow or track through. Like, no. I feel like a lot of times when things are bouncing back and forth, like, it can be hard to pick up on and, like, reiterate things. But, like, honestly, no, I had no problem, like, keeping track, which normally I don't. I'm not saying, like, I normally do. But it's just, yeah, I, like, it, it was paced really well. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah, it was really well paced. Um, And I think that kind of, I don't know, it's, it's interesting that, that you that you said, said that in the way you did, just because. Uh, I use big words sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I've read a dictionary before. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I'm not actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like, I don't know. It's, it's interesting how like, you know, all that stuff was really quickly paced and like mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff we were talking about in the last segment too, with like how, you know, there's all these clues and all these identifiers as to like what's going on, mm-hmm. um, are there. And yeah, like it all is extremely subtle and it's extremely fast and you, you still can still pick up on it. Like, even if it's, you don't, if it's like a subconscious, like, you know, with Ashton Kutcher's house being really expensive, like that's right. not something you might consciously think about. But like, I, th- I feel like that's something that is in your head that you notice, mm-hmm. Hey, this guy's like really smart. He's rich, whatever. So like, there's all these like little elements, right. But like, I think the thing that's so crazy 
is how B.J. Novak was able to balance that with this being a comedy, like a solid right. comedy, like one that like I laughed at all the time. And I didn't mm-hmm. get tired of laughing. Yeah. Um, I almost was still like there were, there were more jokes just because they were really clever. Yeah. Um, but also like you're, there was still time to like get really deep and philosophical. Mm-hmm. Mostly with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Uh, but well, I mean the, the, the clip we played at the beginning mm-hmm. and the Whataburger scene, that Whataburger. was so, yeah, that was, that was so deep. Have I mean, you actually ever had Whataburger? Whataburger? I, I have. Okay. I actually haven't. I'm uh, an out guy, but, uh, I mean, of the two, I would take in and out. Yeah, in a, in a heartbeat. I feel like everyone would. Uh, to be honest, I don't, I don't really get the Whataburger obsession. It's it's a fast food burger. I I've heard it's like a big. It's obviously a big thing in Texas. It's massive. I yeah. mean, when when they say like it's it's always there. Like yeah. having lived in a part of Texas for some time, like it it's is. it's literally on every corner. Like okay. it's <laughs> it is literally everywhere. Um. I mean, it's a big thing in Texas. Like, that's that's one thing you got mm-hmm. right. In uh, <laughs> that featurette, like, I was talking about earlier, like, uh, like he, he talked about how, honestly, I think this is a bit intense for what this movie is, but, like, he, like, <laughs> went to middle of nowhere Texas mm-hmm. and, like, stayed with, like, found some random family that, like, mm-hmm. he stayed with and, like, embraced the culture. And so yeah. that's where a lot of the, the whole, you know, welcome to Texas mm-hmm. and, like, finger guns and all that, like. A part of me kind of got, like, a big, like, like cars vibe, you know, like sure. Mr. Hotshot sure. comes out of nowhere, gets stuck in a little, little country town and just gets, you know, just falls in love with it. And like, he really did. He fell in love with the family. Like when the, the car incident, when his car blows up and then he's just when, and even like a part of me too, like when he gets out of the room and he stops and, and the whole family's sitting there and every, everyone's there for him. And I was just like, dude, like, yeah, like they were right. Like back home like that. He didn't have anyone. Well, and yeah. Got, and like, like, I don't know. My favorite part about the whole thing too is like, when when the doctor asks like what happens like oh like my car blew up and mm-hmm. the doctor's like oh, okay like yeah just <laughs> this happens a once a week no- like I, just, <laughs> like yeah this is a normal <laughs> thing like whatever yeah well I I don't know I which in the area fits which, which I think yeah I think that just like makes cartel that even and just, yeah, like yeah cartels you know again kids playing with Tainerite everything's whatever. an accident you know um, <laughs> yeah what he was I think that I think that really emphasized again that's a really subtle detail that really emphasized like what you're saying like mm-hmm. how how big of a deal like how much they meant to each other the fact that like they drove however far mm-hmm. um and even like uh like even like the girls i want to take credit for this point but i i read this somewhere like where you know like these are teenage girls who clearly like don't want they want to be famous mm-hmm. actors celebrities whatever they could be doing something else with their time. right like they yeah. they would rather be anywhere else mm-hmm. or like they should but like Family's a big importance. But they, they're they always them. with the family, mm-hmm. even though they are, like, separated. So, like, they yeah. didn't go inside the seat in the car. Like, in Whataburger, they sat at a different a different table. Shred but they were always, they're always present. Yeah. Which was, uh, I don't know. Like, it was, again, like, I don't know. The title of this should just be, like, subtle details and, and vengeance. Mm-hmm. Because that, that's what this is. It's all extremely subtle. And it was a really, it's, it's a really big change of pace from these big blockbusters like, uh, Marvel movies or mm-hmm. Bullet Train is a big one right now. Where like that's I I haven't seen it. Uh, I think we're actually gonna go see that soon, just with the family. They want to yeah. see it. They're absolutely like I have zero interest it. in it, and like I I'm willing to put down money that it's just gonna be Brad Pitt fighting people. Sandra Bullock's gonna show up at the end, and yep, that's I'm gonna forget about it. And I thought you said you hadn't seen it. Yet. To the parking lot. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I, 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 I got that joke now. Yes. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just one of the things where I feel like, you know, we were talking, uh, a couple weeks ago about like critic scores and things, right. Mm-hmm. And how like, there's always this divide. And one of the things that you'll kind of notice is that critics don't like that kind of movie, like mm-hmm. a Jurassic world where it's just, dinosaurs eating people right. has nothing to say about anything. I mean, I don't know. That's a poor example. Cause it's kind of about like climate change and like corporations, but like, let's just take a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never walked out of a Marvel movie and was speechless except for infinity war, just because I was like, whoa, like they actually they had, did that. Had, had the balls to do that. Like yeah. that wasn't like my worldview didn't change because I watched infinity war. It was just like, wow, that was, yeah, that was unexpected. Uh, 
And I feel like a bullet train just, I don't know, that's, that's famous, popular right now. It's the, it's the same trend that we talked about a few weeks ago where the audience score has like almost a 90%. Seriously. The critic score is like a 48. Um, oh, yeah. I, didn't, I wouldn't even ever thought the audience score to be that high. Right. And so like people seem to really like these movies that are just an escape, I guess, would mm-hmm. maybe be an explanation. Like what do you think is the obsession with films having really big – big outpourings of love from audiences that just are, I mean, to put it like Scorsese, they're just like, uh, it's not a good film. Like theme park movies. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I think that's, I like, especially like a lot of movies recently, like they're not like what we just watched. They're not going to have that something to say or that something to bring up where when you do leave, you have that thought of, where you kind of do see the world just a little bit differently in mm-hmm. those area ideas where you just think of that and it sticks with you. I think a lot of these companies and you know people making movies, it, it really, like I said, it recently it really seems like, hey, let's get the biggest A list cast we can. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what the movie is, it's gonna bring in money somehow. And normally, audience like normally the audience score is gonna be good because again, if you love the actor, you're gonna go see it. If it seems like it's gonna be like a fun movie, you're probably gonna go see it. Or you're just like, oh, they had this many people, all these actors. It's going to be so good. And even if you go and see it and it's just like not the greatest movie, like, I don't know, you know, I still, I think at this point, like, unless these movies can be super original, which like, like kind of what we were talking about before, A24 has had an insane year so far. They're having an Everything, everywhere, all at once. This is going to join the list too. Like this is. There's this, you got Marcella Shell with shoes on. I see you saw that. Yeah. Uh, Bodies, bodies, bodies supposed to be pretty good. I think that's A24. Um, Yes, it was. They, they. I don't know. A24 typically has um, like a movie that'll pop up out of nowhere, like a mm-hmm. La La Land or something. And then just a bunch of just really weird stuff. And they have had that. Like yep. uh, I, I didn't watch it, but the movie men, I think is what it was called mm-hmm. with like the guy who like turns into other people. It's like a horror movie. I don't know. Like you have some movies that are just like odd yeah. from A24, but then yeah, this year just has just been banger after banger, yeah. man. This is not, don't A24, worry, darling. by the way, I don't think. This is this is Blumhouse. I really thought this. Yeah, was. it's not. It's okay. it's a. Uh, yeah, Blumhouse and it's, it's, it's Blumhouse. Okay. Uh, oh. But still, a twenty four does produce movies yeah. that have something to say. We're we're, we're gonna yeah. tie this all back around. Yeah. I mean, it's still, no, I was gonna say it's still really it really does work and like it's yeah it's and I don't know if it like I said if it is kind of these original movies with something to say like it feels like a lot of these are the ones that would go straight to streaming, mm-hmm. but they're actually kind of making their way into the theater and the box office, which I'm all for. Well, this one especially is kind of whack because I, I feel like this is an Apple original. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. It just seems everyone, everyone has an Apple device except for like this, the, the girls mm-hmm. in the movie, basically. Um, I don't know. I, the joke that just like made me laugh hysterically was whenever, yeah, it was yep. when he calls Issa Rae and all her devices go off. She's got because her iPad I, in her hand, her MacBook in front of her, and then her phone on the shelf. It's like, like the watch, watch like, yeah, like all of it. Like, I just, I, I have never connected with a scene more than in that moment when everything just starts going off and you don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't know. This was totally like, they, they were looking for that Apple sponsorship. I mean, this movie clearly, I mean, it's, it shows that like, this isn't going to be as successful as a big blockbuster. I mean, mm-hmm. I couldn't find an actual budget, uh, other than that it's low, um, which yeah. we discussed. I mean, you, you can tell it's, it's a pretty small budget, which they did do a lot with whatever they had, mm-hmm. um, lots of locations and things going on. Yeah. Uh, so that, I don't know, that's, that's an interesting thing to, to to chew on. I was going to say the office, you know, like the actual podcast, like the recording, the ARC yes. place, that office was so dope and so like well detailed in the little things. Mm-hmm. Like, like they could have easily just put her in the office room. Like she was in like most of the time, but like when she's like walking in the building and stopping, saying hi to people. And you see like people editing on one screen, you see the company logo in the back. She's walking down. Someone falls in with coffee. Like it's just that whole, like, well, in the post-it notes that like actually have yes. content on them instead of reacting to what they're saying too. Yeah. And I was just like, it was, it was a really dope way to kind of just see like that, like creative aspect of how they jot everything down and how they look into that. Like, I don't know. Part of me was just like, 
I felt like I was going through the whole creative process with them as they're listening, getting all these notes and getting all these, mm-hmm. all this feedback. And I was like, this is so cool. It was really immersive. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And, and that's not something that you get when everything is CGI. Right. Uh, you know, like there's, there's lots of like little mm. things like that, that I don't know, like when you have these small indie movies and it's weird because you think it would be the other way around, but I feel like with these smaller things, like it's, and it's something that I've been doing, like really putting like effort towards. Like when I'm mm-hmm. sitting down, I'm gonna watch. I'm like, I'm gonna watch a movie tonight. What am I gonna watch? Like I always like. I've been putting more of an emphasis on like trying to find weird indie movies. Yeah, uh, I watched one recently uh, with Miles Teller in it. Uh, I can't remember. It, love it, that guy. Uh, yeah, love Miles Teller. I think it was called Two Night Stand. Um, it was a whack movie. The, the premise was. Uh, this girl gets over a brick. She she gets her heart broken okay. to get over it. Her friend convinces her to just go on a one night stand. Yeah, go yeah, go, yeah just go get laid. Go get crazy. So she does, um, and it's guess. great. And then there's a snowstorm, and she's stuck in the guy's apartment, and like they can't get along. And so then they have to like, you know, just hang out with each other for a whole day. Like super weird. Is this premise. like looking at chick flick? Uh, I wouldn't call it that, but I mean, huh. maybe. Uh, I, I would call it more of a rom-com. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, and it has all the indie tropes. Like at the end, like Miles Teller, like she's like, yeah, like I'm done with you, whatever. And she leaves. And the Miles Teller is like, calls the cops on her and like frames her for like this thing that happened. And then like, she goes to jail just so that he can uh, like figure out who she is and like get back in contact with her. It was, and then she's like, okay, yeah, like let's go out on a date. Even though you just like call the cops on me and have me go to jail. It was, you know, like in a lot of indie movies have these weird connected weird endings, yeah. I feel like. And this one definitely had that. Like it was a it was a surprising ending. I, I would say. Like I I was not expecting BJ Novak to pull out a gun and, and, and shoot Ashton Kutcher. Right. I know. Like, that was Like it, I said, I was telling you I thought those was gonna be the other way around, man. I thought he was not gonna make yeah, it. Yeah, you really other. thought that he BJ Novak was gonna die in this. Mm-hmm. Uh I I didn't think that, but like, I don't know, it's it had all like the indie tropes mm-hmm. of like just, you know, weird again, like different kind of cinematography, weird angles, grainy, yeah, uh, grainy nighttime footage. Like it had, it looked low budget and it was like super grainy, but still, I would rather watch this over, yep, any other bullet train, Minion. 100 million plus yep. budget movie in the theater right now, yeah, uh. You know, we're talking about how, like, audiences would prefer to, like, go watch some big blockbuster movie that right. has nothing to say, right? Okay. And I thought one of one of the most clever things that B.J. Novak did, again, talking about subtlety. They need to make this a drinking game. How many times can I talk about subtlety? Yeah. Um, subtlety, subtlety, subtlety. We'd be gone. Um, we'd we be, should do that on a podcast. <laughs> I, I'm scared to do that. We don't condone getting absolutely blasted, but if we had to. But for your entertainment... Maybe we'll do that for uh, the episode. No, so like one of the things that I thought was super clever was yes, you have some very obvious points and mm-hmm. things, right? Like, you know, this whole thing about disconnection. Like, I mean, this whole movie had a lot to say about a lot of things, but like mm-hmm. even in some of the jokes and the things, like there was lots of clever commentaries on things, uh, you know, talking about uh, how like, Oh, like this is a place. Like this place sucks, but also like you couldn't be anywhere else. And he was like, "Oh, that's how I feel about Twitter." Like, <laughs> it was a super funny joke, but also like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But like the the one that like I think got the biggest laugh from me was when uh, they're in the car and BJ No. He's like, "Yo, BJ No." like, "I'm not like Liam Neeson. I don't avenge people." And <laughs> the guy's like, "Oh, you're, you're like the guy from Schindler's List. Like, I hate that movie. That's the worst Liam Neeson movie." And it's like. Schindler's List is one of the greatest movies yeah. of all time yeah. with so much to say. I could go on and on about the commentaries in Schindler's List. Yeah. Um, and it was a really funny joke. But also, like, I think that is such a, just a great, like, I think that's exactly what we're talking about, right? Like, he hates that movie mm-hmm. because it's it's long and it's, it's extremely depressing. That's, yep. like, one of those movies where, like, everybody needs to watch it, but, like, Maybe not more than once because I don't think you don't know if you like it or not. Not because I don't know if you like it. I just don't know if I have the emotional capacity to to watch that again. Yeah, I, I, I'm assuming you haven't seen that movie. I have not seen that movie. I, 
You know, earlier earlier day, I just need to tell a story. Like earlier, we were in the car, and Grandma's like, you know, like I, I, I've seen like a, a lot of movies, and I can't think of a single time we've referenced. I've referenced an, an iconic classic movie on on this show, and that you've been like, oh yeah, I've seen that too. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I don't. Know. Here's the. I don't know. There was. We there just need to give you like a list and just say just these are sit down these are the movies that you need to watch. Yeah, and then you're gonna be a well educated. Uh, podcaster, podcaster, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Schindler's List is incredible, <laughs> but it's one of those movies where, like, like, like for the show, I like to watch, like, I like to watch things like at least twice before I talk about yep. it. That way, I'm not just like saying random stuff that doesn't make any sense. You know, there needs to be someone here who kind of like, yeah, uh, some grounded kind of review, kind of knows what's yeah. going on, right? Um. That is a movie, if we were to do that on this show, I don't think I could watch that twice in a weekend because it's just, it hits deep. This really, I gotta watch it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think that was one of the things that, like, VJ Novak, like, just, he almost went overboard, mm-hmm. right? I think a lot of, like, Note, for example, uh, we talked about last week. If you want more, like, in-depth on, like, our theories behind what Jordan Peele was yeah. talking about, um, can't hear Graham on that episode because he wasn't there. But, yeah, it wasn't actually. But yeah. we did have a special guest, Andrew Sexton, on the show. So definitely go check that out. Uh, but like with something like Nope, there's lots of ideas as to what Jordan Peele was trying to say with that movie, right? Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the day, you know, you can have different interpretations, but really there was like one central idea. And there was like some, you know, there's some smaller things in there. But like, and I feel like that's that's normal, right? You just yeah. you, you make a movie and you have something. Yeah, you have something to say. You're going to say it. Um, this one though, there it just the overall kind of theme was like, you know, being detached because of the way our society is right mm-hmm. now with everything being on the internet. I mean, the point he makes at the beginning of the movie about like everybody in no one's time. on the same time, right. like that was so eye opening mm-hmm. and that was in the first five minutes when yeah. he's drunk at a party. Yeah. Like it was just honestly, I almost just want like, I want like a, I just want to read like, cause he, he's like a famous author. He's verified on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I really want more of a backstory on like how this guy's actually like a, a genius and how yeah. he's just going to like solve all the world's problems. I don't know. Like there's just, there's a lot to say, right? So like you have like the, the disconnect between mm-hmm. people, um, you know, and you have all this stuff with, drugs um and you know the opioid crisis you have everything about how like law enforcement has these lines that they don't want to cross and like they'll just push to someone else if it overlaps Mm -hmm. and like there's all there's so many things he's just saying a lot Mm -hmm. do you think that is a deterrent to some people like there's a lot to keep up with here i don't yeah i don't want to deal with this especially something that is so real like Mm -hmm. Not saying that like this, this story it itself is real, but like there's a lot of real world concepts like you and know that and that's how I understood it is like is it was not a jab to anyone it was not like a you know rip the police because they can't do their job or they don't care to do it it wasn't like let's make fun of Texans because they're dumb or anything. it wasn't that it was just it it's, that's how the world is and yeah. some areas like like that is that might be exactly how the law enforcement is down there and it's not like a like I said, like a jab at law enforcement. It's just a really kind of like an eye opener, more or less, of like just mm-hmm. kind of getting letting people in on that. You know, same right. thing with just, I mean, everything. Yeah, everything in there that was just. Like I said, I didn't take anything. Like I wouldn't have taken anything to like offense on that. If anything, it was just yeah. No. Like and even when he when he would get onto like some pretty uh, extreme, mm-hmm. like the way he ex- Ashton Kutcher explained uh politics without actually yeah. referencing politics was just at the end of the tent. Yeah, it was just yeah. was just mind blowing how he's like, yeah, you yeah. know, like one side they come up with a theory and it becomes yep. a conspiracy and so they and they fight for that and the other side goes with the other side because that's what they do. And I was just like Wow. Yeah. That is that is like I I didn't need that explained to me. No. Right. Like it doesn't But every explanation was so like simplistic in a way that it just it is just mind-blowing kind of it was just so yeah and it doesn't yeah. and i mean i'm putting i'm connecting things right now but like you know he's he had the table like so what are you gonna do ben and he's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna ask some questions i'm gonna get some answers i'm gonna take some themes and i'm gonna like put them together he's like and I'm, I'm gonna define what's happening and mm-hmm. they're like oh and like that's basically like 
that right there is the is what this movie is. It's just the defining mm-hmm. what all these are. And I've I've talked on here too about how like after I watch a movie, I'll go on like a letterbox and I'll start reading reviews and things. Not to like change my opinion or, you know, like to like I don't really let it do that, but like mostly yeah. just to like look for things that people say that I'm like, oh yes, like that's what I was thinking, but I don't know how to right. put that into words because you know, I'm mm-hmm. on a podcast and that's yeah. how how we're supposed to communicate. We have to have words. We we have yeah. to use words. <laughs> um and so like why use many what is it? <laughs> why use lot word with few word new trick? Yes. <laughs> like I think that's, I don't know. It's just like, that's all this was really. It wasn't yeah. like trying to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. It was just. And it also didn't feel like it was like stirring the pot for any problem either. It was no, just, it uh, was just redefining yeah. what was going on to try and open people's eyes. Which I can honestly, like I feel, especially with like a generation of what we've got now, that's that's the, like, not uh, description but that's the, that's the way I would break it down. Like honestly, like yeah. I feel like you show that to anyone in the, in the world that needs to hear that, mm-hmm. it's gonna snap. It's gonna be like, oh shoot! Like they're gonna, it's gonna click for them. Yeah, and like that's yeah. And I think the other thing that like, I think the reason why that is so powerful and is worthy of like mm-hmm. dedicating a whole episode to is like when you have something like Nope. I mean a very popular story is how logan paul watched that movie and said it was the worst movie he's ever seen and how it doesn't make any sense and it's a bunch of bs and it's like yeah because that movie was about people like you i saw that on twitter i was like bro yeah and it's just like the fact that like he doesn't even pick up on it he didn't pick up on how it's the you know it's just about spectacle and how people go to extreme lengths to do these crazy things for attention and like he didn't pick up on it and it's just like and I don't know. And maybe what I'm saying just doesn't make sense because that's mm-hmm. also not really providing a solution. That is mm-hmm. kind of just opening eyes to the problem. Do you think like, I don't know. Do you think that that is a, a deterrent to people? Like, because this is, this is real world stuff, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I don't go to a Marvel movie and I don't, I've said it before, I think it last week actually, like I don't go into a Marvel movie and expect to walk out with my worldview completely changed. I mm-hmm. go in and I say, wow, that was a lot of fun to watch right. monsters beat up gods or whatever. Like, do you think that like that's a deterrent? Because some people go to the movies, and I know I, I mean I do this sometimes too. Where it's like, wow, like everything sucks right now. I'm just gonna go like turn it's something on and like yeah. escape for a little bit. Do you think the reason that something like this? I mean, so far it's made an estimated three point three million dollars, which it's in very limited release right now. I mean, we had to drive some ways to go to see right. it. Um, do you think that like? it's a deterrent to people to, to watch something like this and they hear, wow, this is like really eye opening and like reveals a lot about us and like society. I'm not going to go see that because it's too real. Like, do you think that is oh, why these aren't as successful? Definitely. Cause I think a lot of people will either take it as a, they'll go in open-minded or they'll be like, Oh, this has got, this is you know, too close to what the world is in today. You're not changing my mind. You're not changing my views, mm-hmm. whatever. I, I, people are going to pick up on it as a, that it has some agenda to go against what they have thoughts on. Obviously it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that will definitely deter people away. And, but here's the thing, like in all honesty, like you get a little bit of that from this, from the trailer and stuff like that too. But honestly, like, I, I would say I, the, seeing the trailer and getting the whole like murder podcast mystery kind of vibe from that compared to a just eye opening where the world is at now after mm-hmm. seeing it was a little different too. So like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this would be able to get a lot of people in, in the theater. And then That's a good point. by the time they get out, they're just like, Oh, whoa. Like, and I don't think this is going to have anyone like stomping out of the theater, you know, mad right. because, Oh, I don't believe. I don't well, yeah. Again, that, I think blah, that's, blah. that's part of the genius is it's, mm-hmm. it's very subtle. Oh, I was gonna, oh, it is very <laughs> thought, subtle. Everybody you're going to come with it. <laughs> no, but yeah, I should have just like not said anything like you, you done it and just been like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. No, it was, no, it was very like, it wasn't stepping on toes. I don't think. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, it was, and I, I, I do hope that like BJ Novak is, I think right now is a prime time for him to step in, into that just with the office having blown up in the last few mm-hmm. years. Um, I think, I don't know. I would love to see, I, 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 I hope that like we see more of, his name is going to 
inspire people to go through and they see, oh, he wrote a comedy. I like The Office. I'm going to watch this. Mm -hmm. And it's the only concern there is if people do go in expecting The Office, um, this is not what they're going to get. Not at all. (laughs) No, it's Um, a big... Yeah, or, I mean, again, like with Issa Rae, she's also a comedian. Mm -hmm. They're not going to get typical Issa Rae type stuff. Dove Cameron, she's like a Disney Channel star. This is not a Disney Channel movie for kids. Uh, (laughs) Graham, do you have any final thoughts? Um, I do. Okay. I have two things. Okay. BJ Novak, I want to see more from him. I hope we do. Like soon, I like I don't know what his creative process is. Honestly, I don't know what his turnaround is. I've seen some stand-up comedy clips. I've seen what he's done with the Office and in the Office, and I've seen now this and like some little things. His book, I've seen. It was at the book with no pictures or something like that. Yeah, that's sure. it's it's hilarious. It is the cutest little kids book ever. Like he's got so many different things. Um, I just I want to see more, especially like in movies. Like I think mm-hmm. he would just have no problem taking off here, and then also. I just wanted him when he when he shoots Ashton Kutcher at the end. I just wanted him to be like, "I'm vengeance, like Batman." Like, <laughs> just, I just wanted to hear. I just wanted. I just wanted to be like, or be like, like that's revenge. There's something. There's some 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 like little like even if it was a little cheesy. Just some punchline there at the end that was just like, "Gotcha." Because the whole time he's like, "I'm not a. I don't do vengeance. I don't. I don't kill people." And obviously, I knew well, at the end he was. He doesn't going avenge to people. And, or avenge people. Said. Right. Right. Vengeance and, uh, is what he was all like. He was studying. That's why right. it's called that. Yeah. You're right, you're right. And, and he does get vengeance at the end. Like, so should have said yeah. But I mean, but that that's a that's kind of a trope that like you would see in a movie that we've been saying is the opposite of what this is. So maybe did you even right. did you even get anything out of this podcast? Bro, you hypocrite? I blanked out the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in some weird fugue skate. I don't know what's happened. You've been listening to the popcorn hangover. Uh that's Graham. I'm Alex. You've been talking about vengeance. If you got this far and didn't figure that out already um <laughs> let us know what your thoughts were on vengeance and bj novak and what do you prefer do you prefer these like deep thought-provoking movies or do you prefer to just go to the theater and watch people beat, out for a minute yeah, yeah just beat people up uh let us know over on instagram tiktok or on our community tab on patreon.com slash the popcorn hangover where you can also find uh, some exclusive podcasts and uh, episodes and clips and things so yeah. go check that out uh That's all I got, Graham. That's all I got. We'll catch you in the next one.